Kinship Tales Studios. In Suzanne Simard's book, Finding the Mother Tree, Discovering the Wisdom of the Forest, she asks us to view ecosystems as being similar to human societies, particularly that they are built on relationships. Samard, a forest ecologist whose research has demonstrated that trees cooperate with each other, even between different species, using a network of mycelium or fungi to share resources. Samard argues that an ecosystem of wolves, caribou, trees, and fungi create biodiversity. Just as many instruments create a symphony or members of a family join together to overcome trauma like illness or death. The stronger relationships are between individual organisms in a system, the more resilient and capable they are for change. This transformative idea was on my mind as Kelly and I ventured into a neighboring city in the Pacific Northwest, Portland. We decided to explore a new place and see firsthand why so many people are drawn to this irreverent community. We chose the Old Town section of Portland as our entry to the city to witness a merging of old and new. Brian and I parked on Southwest Market Street in downtown Portland. Neither of us had really planned to visit a specific landmark or location. Aside from a few helpful recommendations from friends, we felt like living in the moment. No expectations. I was um, tired. We had had a rough night the night before, <laughs> yeah. not really sleeping. And I was, you know, we had an event that evening, and so I was kind of thinking about that. And so I think I was a little distracted going into it, but I was excited. Yeah, we were both pretty tired. We didn't sleep well. And yet I was feeling m- much better. Even though you slept less. Even though I slept less. I don't know why. <laughs> I, was, I was excited to explore a new city. That's, that's mainly it. Heading east on Southwest Market Street, we walked directly into the South Hawthorne Waterfront Park. We were underprepared for the rain and wind. I was using a broken umbrella we borrowed from your mom's car, so I mostly relied on my coat's hood to keep me dry and warm. I think you weren't even technically wearing a raincoat. No, it was like <laughs> like a jacket for like the snow or something. Rain repellent. <laughs> At best. Um, I wore a new pair of pants that I got secondhand. Good pants, but they were way too long. And so yeah, the hem of my pants kept getting Rubbing wet. on the ground and getting wet. <laughs> on the waterfront, oh. we saw a flock of geese. Swarm of geese? What do you call them? A flock of geese? Trying to find lunch in the grassy area next to the waterfront trail. They weren't really paying attention to us. The waterfront runs along the Willamette River and the trail is stretched between Northwest Gleison Street, just north of Old Town, to Poets Beach, which is south of downtown. The west bank of the Willamette River is where Portland began in 1843. Along the waterfront trail, there are five distinct bridges, the Steele, Burnside, Morrison, Hawthorne, and Marquam, which is just south of Poets Beach. We walked underneath the Hawthorne Bridge, built in 1910, the country's oldest operating vertical lift bridge. The busy bridge is a reminder of the era when Portland was a major port in the Pacific Northwest 
until the railroads gave direct access to Seattle's Deepwater Harbor and became the preferred port to ship goods east. Heading north on the waterfront, we passed the Morrison Bridge as it was lowering one of its two draw spans to accommodate passing boats. This is the third Morrison Bridge, the first built in 1887 as the first bridge to cross the Willamette River. We left the waterfront trail, passing the Oregon Maritime Museum and the battleship Oregon Memorial on our way to Southwest Pine Street. Eager to leave the rain and cold wind for a bit, we decided to stop at the famous Stumptown Coffee Roasters on Third Avenue, just off Pine. How's it going? Good. What can I get for you? Can I get a 12-ounce strip? Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I'd like the 16-ounce black sesame matcha. Yeah, and cold milk, okay? Um, could you do oat? Yeah, definitely. All right. Anything else? Uh, pastry. Yes. What kind of cream cheese do you have? Cream cheese. I have regular cream cheese or chilled Cheese. I am a huge fan of coffee. It <laughs> makes me feel... <laughs> alive every <laughs> single day. It also brings me lots of jitters and <laughs> weird looks on occasion. But uh, but yeah, I love coffee. I can't drink coffee. It makes me feel sick and tired. And every time I've had a cup of coffee, I just want to curl up in a ball and die. <laughs> I don't understand. It makes no sense. <laughs> but I do love coffee shops. It's a nice vibe. You know, it's just... Little snacks. Yes. Except for coffee shops that don't have good pastries. It's like, why even have a coffee shop? But this place had a really good bagel and vegan cream cheese. Yes. So it was great. Yeah. I've enjoyed Stumptown's cold brews for a while and appreciated that this international corporation got its start in Portland in 1999 before the third wave of artisan coffee became so popular. We left Stumptown on a mission to find another popular spot a couple blocks north on 3rd Avenue. If you are familiar with Portland, then you might already know what I'm talking about. It is Voodoo Donuts. wanted to test one of their vegan donuts. All right, so we have a school days. That's going to be very wet. Yeah, that's <laughs> A school days donut, raspberry jam inside, and peanut butter on top. Yes. A little peanut butter crunchy. You want to take the uh, first yeah. bite? You want a picture before we take a bite? Right. Oh my god, it's so heavy. The, did you get to the I'm jelly? I'm going to the jelly, yeah. All right, you got to get a jelly bite here. <laughs> it is so thick because it's like the peanut butter. And the dough. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Brian and I aren't huge fans of donuts, but that is why we enjoyed this donut, because it had peanut butter instead of frosting. Definitely. 
Voodoo Donuts is a famous landmark in Portland. Normally, the lines stretch around the block. Maybe it was the rain or the fact it was the middle of the day on a Wednesday, but we had no line whatsoever. So lucky. After devouring our donut, we walked one block up to West Burnside Street and the old Chinatown district. We wanted to see more of this historic neighborhood and what has come since. Chinese immigrants came to Portland in the 1870s and opened many thriving businesses until the Chinese Exclusion Acts of 1882 meant Chinese residents were prohibited from voting, holding public office, attending public schools, entering many professions, or becoming naturalized citizens. Today, you can see what remains of a once diverse and bustling immigrant community. We ran out of time, but plan to come back soon to visit the Lanzhou Chinese Garden, built in the year 2000, as well as the Shanghai Tunnels, underground passageways beneath Third Avenue. Legend has it that these tunnels were why Portland was known as the Forbidden City of the West where drunken men were dragged underground through secret tunnels to the river and forced to serve on ocean-going slave crews in a practice called Shanghai. This has been proven to be an urban legend. However, these tunnels were used during Prohibition to access gambling dens, brothels, and opium parlors in Chinatown. Our final stop on our short visit was to Powell's City of Books. Powell's employee, Taylor, would you give me a call at 1480 at your convenience? This is the largest bookstore in the galaxy. Compared to that bookstore in Perth. Yeah. Founded in 1971 in a former car dealership, Powell's is the world's largest new and used bookstore, boasting 68,000 square feet, three floors, and over 3,500 sections. It was a really beautiful bookstore uh, because it was so consistent, the light brown wood for all the bookshelves. And then the, the rooms had different labels like the green room and the purple room, yeah. and that's yeah. how they define stuff. There were so many books. I just like being around books. It was fun. It was fun to explore, and there was just too much to see in, in one visit, so we'll have to go back. Mm -hmm. The sun peeked through the clouds as we left Powell's. People began coming outside as workers headed home for the day. Suzanne Samard's idea of ecosystems being like human societies was still on my mind. Seeing the old Portland was a stark example of change. Despite the same homelessness and income inequality issues throughout the country, Portland is still a thriving city after two and a half years of a global pandemic. It was apparent to us that this city is built around artist communities, activism, and endless possibilities. The culture and identity of any city is the people and their connection to each other. Portlanders were quintessentially welcoming, funny, and of course, weird. 
We'll be visiting again soon. Thanks for listening.